It's been a crazy last month or so. How would you grade Hugh Freeze his first weeks on the job? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Report Wednesday to all who celebrate. Mike G is back. Mike G, of course, of the War Report. Uh, glad you're feeling better, buddy. Glad hey, you're feeling better. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, listen, if you uh, sent well wishes or, you know, donated or, you know, just overall just wish me well. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's, it's been a little bit of a journey uh, back, but I'm, I'm happy to be back. And, you know, this is just the first of many steps in getting all the way back. But yeah, uh, I'm thankful, thankful and praising God for the, the opportunity to do so. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we haven't talked in a minute, but since we last had you on, Hugh Freeze has done a ton of remarkable things mm. for the Auburn football program. Um, whether it's you know ascending the signing class, uh, approaching the early signing period, or for the most part, I think the transfer portal not as active as I expected it to be at this point. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are waiting till later during the forty-five day transfer window, which is cool. Didn't expect it, but it makes a to- ton of sense now that we're here. But how would you grade Hugh Freeze so far, based on everything that you've been able to see? Uh, a minus, I think. Okay, I think. I'll tell you what, A minus, and primarily because he was able to come in and hit the ground running in recruiting. Now, getting hired at the end of the season is a tough task for any coach. And me personally, I always give a coach that gets hired in that position, you know, kind of a pass stack on that first recruiting class. But mm-hmm. the landscape of college football has changed. And with the portal and, you know, and the early signing day, I think makes it tougher on new coaches coming in because that that timetable is truncated. If you don't already have those relationships from your previous stop, it can be really difficult to pull together a recruiting class. So, you know, I give Hugh Freeze an A plus. I think when you look at the overall state of the program, he kind of took the momentum that Caddy built going into the end of the season and used it to catapult himself forward. So at his opening presser, you know, you're an hour there. First thing he says is, this guy stay in. Let's acknowledge him. I mean, standing ovation for Cadillac. Yeah. Boom. Right. Great, great start to your tenure. Uh, like acknowledging an Auburn legend and giving credit where credit is due. And then talking about, you know, hey, we're going to get it. I mean, he was bold in his proclamations about being able to fix quarterbacks and turn programs around quickly. Now, it puts a little bit of a pressure on yourself when you make those statements as bold as he did. But he did it. And now we're here. And then, and then he backed it up, you know, by going out there and, and really – what I, I would say smashing it in recruiting based on the timetable that he had to pull together a recruiting class. Yeah, pretty remarkable job. Pretty mm-hmm. remarkable job. And, and I'm glad you brought up the Carnell Williams stuff because at first I think it would have been really easy to say, oh, he's just keeping Caddy around because, I mean, you almost have to, right? right. And now it's probably part of the conversations, you know, when, when, when he sure. was hired. But their energy together, like, it's just such a natural fit. It's, it's like a, a Batman and Robin type feel to it. It, it wasn't just a, I'm keeping Caddy around because I have to. Because right. they're making me. This, this guy works really well with me. Mm-hmm. And their personalities match and their energy match. 
And then, you know, we'll talk about the newest, uh, the newest wide receiver coach hire in a second, but this staff as a whole gels together so well. And I don't think that's by accident. I think that was very strategic what Hugh Freeze is trying to build here. Yeah, well, synergy is important on your staff. And being sure. able to have team chemistry and be aligned in the vision and work together toward you know a common goal is very important. Now, again, one of the knocks on the last staff may have, may, may have been during their tenure as people pulling different directions when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to NIL. And you just can't have that if you're going to have a successful program, right? You have the guy. And his vision has to reign supreme and everybody else has to get on board. But also the other guys that are supporting him feel like they need to feel like they can get their input in as well, too. I think Hugh Freeze has a pretty good open door policy when it comes to that. So he's taking their feedback, yeah. but he's taking all the experience that he's built over his long, successful career and applying it right now to help turn Auburn around quickly. Yeah, the the vibe right now and, and we'll do this show. Uh, we already did it over Christmas was like some things that Hugh Freeze has given Auburn fans for Christmas. And, and the first one I mentioned, Mike G, was hope. Right. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with energy. And you, you mentioned the synergy of the staff. But for the first time in a while, there's a lot of optimism about everything that he's been able to do. I think there's um, belief in, in his scheme. There's belief in his ability to go out and get players. I think... I think we need a little bit more information about like the NIL situation in Auburn, but at least right now it appears strong. It appears good. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, the hope that's tied to all of this is, uh, is exactly what Auburn fans needed after the last two years. For sure. Hope is so important, Zach. Uh, hope is important for you know the players. It's important for the coaches. And it's important for the, uh, the alumni and the fan base who ultimately are going to be supporting your program. Uh, not only you know, with their cheers from the stands, but with their dollars as well, too. Right. So, yeah, I hope it's a very underestimated, I, I think, an underestimated part of what, you know, Hugh Freeze is building here at Auburn. All right, Auburn uh, added a wide receivers coach. Mike G., I love this hire. We'll discuss this hire in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the best place to wager on all of your sporting action. Bowl season, we're in the thick of it with the playoff games coming. Sooner, closer, and closer. The Rose Bowl creeping up as well. You got to get in on that. And of course, Auburn basketball taking on Florida this evening will be a huge one for Bruce Pearl starting conference play. Get in on the action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Mike G of the War Report. What's the War Report up to these days, brother? Oh, man, just making context. Uh, we're snapping next. Cash and checks at the War Report. Zach. <laughs> I said that really weirdly, but, you know, we're awkward here on War Report Wednesdays. Uh, We got a lot of good things going on at the War Report. Um, You know, for those of you who have been following me, I want to thank everybody for their uh, love and support and prayers kind of, you know, on the road to recovery here. Yeah. So uh, look out for lots of great stuff from us here in the the near future. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about Marcus Davis, a wide receiver during the Gus Malzahn era. And then he went back and was, was an off the field guy. Gus and then he's just kind of ascended throughout his coaching career all over the place and everywhere he goes the receivers get a little bit better I love this because when you look at this staff with like with with Davis at receivers Thornton at offensive line Mm -hmm. Hugh Freeze is getting younger coaches that have all of this energy they want to recruit they want to grind 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 and work their tail off 
either for the school or for, you know, promoting and uh, elevating their careers. I love all of this. I love the youth on this staff with the exception of the coordinators because they're going to be your scheme guys. And McGriff, McGriff hasn't slowed down. He's been recruiting, you know, ever, ever since he got into the profession, which is great. And, and I think we also, I saw, uh, I saw Charlie Five talk about this on a message board post. Mm-hmm. But he talked about how we like to romanticize these retread hires, these folks that have been doing it in the SEC and been okay at different spots instead of swinging for the fences. And I like that Hugh Freeze went with the upside of Marcus Davis versus somebody that we kind of already know what they are. Right. Um, I maybe have a different feeling about this. Okay. Now, listen, I love Marcus Davis. Sure. And, and I love the upside to the hire. I, I like everything that I like about it. But but also, they they didn't even give an interview to a guy who was pretty popular with the players here and, um, you know, had NFL experience and, you know, uh, you know, this is one of those things where it's 50, 50 for me. Uh, he decided to go this direction. I like it. I don't think there was a wrong decision to make here, but I definitely think, uh, I, I have some questions about, you know, why you don't give a guy like I kill you an interview. Um, and then you go out and you make this hire, uh, in mm-hmm. particular. So like, you know, from my understanding is, he was not given an opportunity to interview for retention. So, you know, it, it's, sure. it's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little, you know, whatever to me. But again, I, this is not me poo-pooing the hire of Marcus Davis. So those things aren't mutually exclusive. I like this hire. I think, um, you know, bringing in a guy like that who did really well here, understands the culture, right, will be able to relate to kids. And I think he matches the energy of the staff, the recruiting staff that they currently have as well, too, because you got to get out there and recruit Zach and you got to do it with energy and vigor. And I, I like hiring younger guys for this reason, because they'll do it. They've got they've got that thing, you know? Yeah, uh, I've got a Marcus Davis story. So he came on my radio show a lot when I was doing middays mm-hmm. on ESPN one six seven here in Auburn. And he would come on that we would go get lunch afterwards. We grab a great lunch and or a late lunch rather. And we would, we would just chat. And at this time he was, he was doing something other than football. He, he, he was selling stuff and you could just tell the passion that he had for football. And he talked about it. He's like, man, I got to get back into it. And you know, he, he tried to make it into the league and he was dealing with injuries and he never really got a fair, like tryout to be an undrafted guy, which is a total shame, total right. shame. And then, uh, <laughs> And then you know, Gus finally calls him. And it sounds like Gus had to ask him a few times. He's like, yes, all right, I'm in. And boy, man, he has taken that opportunity and ran with it. I mean, this is a guy that just, if you're sitting around, he wants to talk about football. And he wants to talk about how you can make a program better mm. and what they should be doing on offense. And just, uh, it's a great fit. And, and, you know, this was, what, five that, years ago? And so, like, you know, it's a great fit. It's a great yeah, fit. and so... um during his, his experience now at, at different stops, I, I just, I love it. I absolutely love this fit culturally and as far as what he means for the Auburn football program. I mean, we talk about, you know, um, you know Zach Etheridge and we talk about Carnell Williams and like those guys were probably better players than Marcus was. But as far as, you know, what you want, um, and, and I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking if I'm a parent, my kid's a four or five star receiver mm-hmm. or any position. 
and Marcus comes and sits down in, in my living room and talks to me, there is no way I'm not trusting that guy with everything. Like, I love this guy. And so I, I can't wait to see what he does at this level. I really can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the sense that you really liked his hire. Um, <laughs> well, and, and my, I mean, and I just, I love, I love Marcus Davis. Like, that's just really what it comes down to. It's like, I love Marcus Davis. I think that, um, again, when you talk about fit, Zach, uh, he, it, I, 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 I'm pointing back to my previous statement. I think he matches the energy that the current and the vigor that the current staff has for recruiting. Yeah. You know, and will go out there and do the job at a high level because not only does he, it's his job, but he wants to and has a passion for it. So right. now I don't mean this is the second time I'm going to bag on the last staff in this segment, but re- relatability to players was, was a thing. Right. Right. Um, you know, being able to meet kids where they're at, understand, mm-hmm. wh- you know, who they are, where they come from, and uh, understand what's what's important to them was something that was lacking from the last staff, reportedly. Now, I wasn't part of any of those conversations. Sure. So obviously, that's taking that information, but you know, it was it was out there that you know, hey man, I'm from the no- I'm from the south. He's from the north. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, he didn't know what I'm about, and I'm out, and I'm thinking, mm. you know, the first time I heard it, Zach. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe this is just one kid. But then the story started to persist, and I think that Marcus Davis is the type of guy that will come in and, again, bridge that gap, you know, in the mold of, like, somebody like I think about T-Will and how he's a player's coach and, you know, players are drawn to him and they play for him. Uh, that's that's what Marcus Davis potentially brings to the table for Auburn in 2023. Yeah, I, I love the upside, and I love what he can bring from a recruiting front. Mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I don't know his X's and O's stuff, but I do know receivers got better when he was able to coach them. And okay. to me, that's that that's good enough. That's good enough for me. We'll see if he can do it at the, uh, at the SEC level. And I think learning from an offensive guy like you, Freeze, will help his career. Mike G, I want to get your thoughts on where this Auburn roster is currently and what you want to see added to it over the next few weeks while the portal is open. That's coming up next, right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall with two locations, two outstanding locations in the Auburn and Opelika areas. Also, if you're an out-of-towner tuning in, alumnihall.com is the best place to get all of your Auburn swag, your Auburn merch, and even Auburn memorabilia. Uh, As you get ready for the thick of the basketball season, make sure you are swagged out with as much Auburn gear as you possibly can and get it at Alumni Hall. And hey, baseball will be here before you know it as well. Be sure to check out, once again, alumnihall.com or check out their stores. Uh, the one in Auburn's on College Street and the one in Opelika is in Tigerdown. Thank you so much to Alumni Hall for partnering with Locked On Auburn. Mike G of the War Report, our guest on this War Report Wednesday, my biggest concern about this roster is and will continue to be until it's addressed is the front seven as a whole, but specifically, Mike G, the linebacker position. And in this Ron Roberts mm. defense, that includes what we know is the edge, that outside linebacker that'll that they will blitz a ton. Um, they've they've addressed that a little bit, and I think Keldrick Falk is gonna be huge. In that front, but McAllister, the transfer from Vanderbilt, I think that's helpful. Elijah McAllister. 
But with the departure of Owen Papo, like there's not a clear guy in the middle of the field to me. I don't know if Cam Riley's really shown that he's able to do that on a consistent basis. But to me, it, linebacker is the biggest hole in this roster right now. Yeah, um, you and I had an off-camera conversation about Christian Robinson uh, and his non-retention. Uh, you know, linebacker, linebacker left something to be desired. Yeah, last year, and you know that's not to you know again the, the crap on that group, uh, but there were a lot of guys just out of position, uh, you know, taking the wrong gaps. You know, uh, they were not a strength. Uh, I felt like they were more of a liability last year than anything, and it stressed the defense quite a bit. Now we played a little better on the back end in that defensive backfield. Uh, you know, we were able to get pressure off the edge at times, but you know, having your linebackers protect that second level is so important, and having guys in position is important. And um, Auburn needs to improve there, just flat out. Right? It's going to be a long season defensively if they can't improve at linebacker. Right. Uh, so, well, I'll be looking to see now. You know, Owen Papo. I don't know that he leaves. He was a uber talented guy, but I don't know that he leaves big shoes to fill in terms of like stats. You know, yeah, like, it's just uh, I'm fine with Cam Riley being the second best backer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he needs to be the best backer on an SEC defense. Right. Right. I mean, that's kind of the thing I said about like the wide receiving core for the longest time. It's like, all right, there's a bunch of number twos and number threes. Who's that number one that kind of makes everybody slide into place? And, you know, they, they never really got it. I think Cam Brown could be that guy now. But uh, for linebacker, it's like, okay. I'm much more all right with Owen Papo. And I think Owen, for the most part, underachieved while he was at Auburn. I think an injury had a mm -hmm. big part to do with that. I'm sure he's not super thrilled about being injured as much as he was. But Cam Riley physically is everything you want. He just seemed to step slow at times. Hey, yeah. maybe maybe Coach Roberts can come in here and fix that because physically he's, he's great, right? Physically, there's nothing about Cam Riley where you can look at it and be like, I don't know. I mean, that guy is like the guy is a, is a grown man, right? Right. And so maybe maybe Roberts's defense can help Cam Riley take that next step. Maybe slow things down a bit for him, make him process information quicker and, and react quicker. And if he can do that, I think he could be an All SEC linebacker. I really do. Yeah. You know, I I have my eyes on Wesley Steiner. Uh, he's a really good kid. Just a great kid. He's a smart kid too. Now he, I think he can be a hard hitter. Uh, he found himself out of position again. He was plagued by that, you know, taking bad angles to the football and, you know, uh, just, you know, not being where he's supposed to be at times. But, you know, under a new coaching staff, I think a guy like Steiner could really come into his own next year and be a name that nobody was really talking about that makes a splash, uh, you know, on that defense next year. Um, and, you know, they've got some, they've got some, they've got some work to do. So we, we, we just, we talked about the portal earlier in this segment. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see, is this one of those positions where Auburn goes out and targets some guys in the portal to come in and, you know, be instant impact players on defense? Yeah, and, and I think, um, I mean, I think there's room for that outside of the defensive backfield. Um, because I think your, your defensive front, like, you know, your Jason Jones, Zekevious Walker, you know, how big of a role does he have? Mm -hmm. but like, those aren't. Those are really good players, but not they're not like the flashy players, right? right? They're not they're not the players that kind of make the difference. I think those are the players that raise your floor of your defense, not necessarily sure. raise your ceiling, 
And I think they need some guys that could possibly raise the ceiling. I, I think that's what it comes down to. Well, and, and I don't know. I don't know where those guys are yet. Well, uh, raising, if I'm being honest with you, raising your floor is still really important. Like when it gets sure. bad, how bad can it get? It's still a really important facet of, 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 of playing, you know, defense in the SEC or college football in general. So, you know, if Auburn could raise the floor on defense, uh, certainly, and get more even performances from that group, obviously it helps them. Uh, in, in a perfect world, you raise both, right? You raise both your floor and your ceiling. Yeah. Uh, but, but they've got work to do on both ends, Zach. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not down. I'm not down on this group, but I definitely want to acknowledge that they had some struggles last year, and they're going to need to take a few steps forward this year if they want to be in a, seen as an effective unit. Yeah, I'm there with you, man. I'm there with you. Mike G, thank you so much for your time. As always, buddy, glad that you are feeling much better and we can get back to doing this on a weekly basis, my yeah. friend. Yeah, good to be here, Zach. Go check us out at the War Report again. We got a lot of great stuff coming this season. All right, that does it for this War Report Wednesday. Be sure to stop by our live show tonight after the Auburn basketball game, and Daryl Daprich will join me on the show tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.